0: Today's episode of People Will Steal Anything Anytime and Anywhere takes us to Washington State where sheriff deputies were called to an apartment complex in reference to a burglary. What they found left them asking a lot more questions than are asked during a normal criminal investigation because what the King County deputies found in the community of Shoreline Tuesday was not that someone had broken into apartment and stolen someone's belongings or even perhaps into the rental office itself. No, someone had during the overnight hours Monday Stolen the door off an elevator. All the mechanical parts of the elevator still work perfectly, but that shiny door that the public normally sees was completely missing. So anyone who sees a random elevator door show up in that area now asked to contact police.
1: (laughs) That would be a different ride right there, Cliff. Uh,
0: You're totally right.
1: (laughs) Well, welcome and hello on this very cold Thursday morning. We'll get this program completely underway here just as soon as I am get the ice here scraped off of our microphone. There we go. There you go. That wind this morning, that will cut right through you. So if you're inside and thinking about going to work this morning, as we've said before on this program, put on your clothes, all of your clothes, every (laughs) piece of clothing you have put it layer on this up. morning. yes layer <laughs> up this morning 10 or 12 yes <laughs> well i just got back in the studio from being outside grabbing you the know. rain gauge so that it could you know melt and i could get all the official <laughs> yeah, information you, you, you can't measure that until it's water exactly <laughs> it's gonna take a while <laughs> yes and it is absolutely horribly cold out there yeah. I'm telling you, Cliff, I've got parts of me chattering right now that I didn't even know could move. And that's a little bit freaky here this morning.
0: We this incident of a gallon of snake oil could very well become a favorite of the morning roadshow department of... Just in time for breakfast! U.S. Food and Drug Administration, Ertica, this week issued a giant stack of warning letters to those currently offering, offering products for sale, making claims to prevent, treat, mitigate, or cure COVID-19, and many of them you would think would be obvious to consumers that they never work in the first place. For instance, don't buy something called Corona Destroyer tea, thinking it'll keep you from falling victim to the pandemic. Just not going to happen. Anything called virus bio shield won't shield you. The FDA wants you to also know that COVID-19 isn't affected by biomagnetism magnet therapy. And the Blessed Waters sold by Butterfly Expressions won't protect you from coronavirus, and neither will the COVID Supplement Protection Pack sold by the Center for Wellness and Integrative Medicine. Those are just vitamins. But in particular, do not buy from Holistic Health International and then use an at-home stool sample collection kit to detect COVID-19. Even though that sort of testing is being done in some other countries, it's not approved as a valid test here, and at-home in a DIY format, it can be very messy. And don't drink something called Amnio Boost to prevent infection from coronavirus. It's, by the way, a product derived from the amniotic fluid collected from when babies are born because that stuff is just growth.
1: <laughs> you lost me at stool. I'm going to tell you that right now. <laughs> I was just like, I'm done. I'm done. I'm having quite a uh, debate with myself this morning, Cliff. <laughs> It's like an internal struggle, you might I, say. It really is. I yeah. was thinking about bringing this up right now, and I'm not sure about it.
0: Well, I mean, you just did, so go well,
1: ahead. As, well, <laughs> I still do not sure, Cliff. Okay. Uh, maybe you can give me some guidance here. Okay. As you well know, I mm-hmm. have no problem going out in public dressed up in a sexy polar bear costume.
0: <laughs> as as evidenced by pictures on our social media outlets.
1: yes. I have no problem with that, and if I could have found some heels that would have fit me, I would have wore them last yeah. year during the Polar Plunge. Unfortunately, I couldn't come up with that. But my problem this morning, Cliff, is I will do that and not think anything of it. Okay. But when it comes to like a little, I don't know, fantasy's probably not the right word for it, quirk or something, it's something that I've wanted to do. It terrifies me because I know me. Yes. And so I'm debating whether or not to even bring it out, Cliff, because I'm a little nervous about it.
0: Suddenly I'm terrified. So I'm thinking (laughs) because I know you as well. uh, Yes. Yes.
1: I've wanted to do this for years. I'm going to go for this. I almost brought this up last week when we were talking about uh, me as a kid in the back of uh, my friend Tim's house in the yard, digging holes with, you know, spoons we acquired from his home. We dug holes in the backyard and put little green army men all inside the homes. And then we took firecrackers and cherry bombs and, you know, bombed our men (laughs) into oblivion. Yeah. And that's where it all got started for me, Cliff. What's that? I would love Mm -hmm. to throw a grenade one time just to see what it feels like. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? (laughs) I'd like to throw it like a baseball. You know, pull the pin. I guess that's what you do. Right. Yeah. And that's what terrifies me. I don't know what to do. (laughs) Pull the pin. Yeah. Throw it like a baseball and scream fire in the hole. I think that's what you're supposed (laughs) to do when you throw a grenade, isn't it, Cliff? Aren't you supposed to holler there's fire in the hole? Uh, I I mean, usually when
0: explosives are involved, you yell fire in the hole.
1: So you think that's the proper (laughs) way to do it whenever you throw a grenade? I'm just guessing.
0: I mean, I, I don't know. I've never been around anyone where, or any place where grenades were being thrown, so I can't say.
1: I've never heard of. I don't think I know anybody that's actually thrown a grenade. Thrown a grenade. I mean, there may have been someone
0: who served in the military that we don't know about in the infantry. You know, because that's where the grenades are.
1: <laughs> Maybe you don't throw them like a baseball.
0: So, well, I mean, as soon as you said throw it like a baseball, I, I immediately, I immediately thought,
1: uh oh. <laughs> You're not supposed to? You,
0: well, I don't know if, you're, if you are or not, but just pause for a moment and look back on your athletic career, and how well did you actually throw a baseball? I dropped a lot of them. I so, <laughs> <laughs> dropped a lot of baseballs in my life. <laughs> and you don't want so to do that with is, a grenade. Yeah, the key is to <laughs> throw the grenade out of the range of where it's going to hurt you. Now, I don't know how far that is. That's apparently part of the training process, as is not dropping
1: it. Cliff? <laughs> yeah? Let's do this dry. We've got someone calling in. Maybe they oh, know oh, something okay. about a grenade. Now, I'm going to put okay. you on the air here at Country 98.1, so if you don't yes. want to talk to us, <laughs> hang up.
0: Yeah, and remember, say nice things.
1: Yes, here we go. Yeah. Good right. morning. Hi, who's this?
2: Is there a such thing as that?
1: Oh, I, so didn't hear I didn't hear what you said. What did you say?
2: I said, is there a such thing as nice things? Well, yes, there is.
1: (laughs) Who are we speaking with? Well, we're
2: talking about grenades here, so I don't know about that. Well, have you Um, ever thrown one? Well, yes, I have. I can tell you the proper term. It is proper grip, thumb to clip, twist-pull pin, frag out.
1: What does frag out mean?
2: Well, uh, I believe it is duck and get the hell out of the way, but, you know, hey.
1: (laughs) And who are we speaking with this morning?
2: Crystal.
1: Crystal. And so how yeah. many times do you think you've thrown a grenade?
2: Well, I've actually thrown it twice. Are they heavy? No.
1: Do you but throw- you don't
2: want to throw it like a baseball. You want to kind of like, it's a, more of a, I don't know, up and kind of
1: launch it. Kind of like a softball underhand?
2: <laughs> no? No. No. <laughs> no. So Definitely do you th- not.
1: Do you think I would be good at this?
2: Uh, I've never no. seen you throw anything, so I can't <laughs> say that.
1: Well, were you pretty good at it?
2: Well, I didn't kill anybody. Well. But the guy that yourself. was gonna throw it with <laughs> me though, that was kinda scary. I was uh I was kinda uh, very uneasy when he was in there with me, getting ready to throw his. I was afraid he was gonna go A Wall.
1: Well, Crystal, I'm glad you called in this morning and gave us a little bit of information. My, my last question for you would be, when you pull the pin, and that's what you have to do, right?
2: Uh-huh.
1: Does it ever go through your mind that, you know, some things are, you know, accidents do happen, and you pull the pin and it might just go boom <laughs> right then? Did you ever think of that?
2: Well, um, yeah, but, you know, that's part of sacrificing when you sign up for the service
1: process and procedure to throw a grenade yes and um i've been thinking about that i okay i, I think maybe screaming out fire in the hole is not the appropriate thing to do because <laughs> that's kind of telling your opponent what's coming you know what i'm saying you want to be like sly with this you don't want them to know that you're throwing the thing is that not true I mean, you got a point there i mean when you scream fire in the hole your opponent's like hey He's throwing something <laughs> and and you i mean, it's, I, mean it's, I mean if you can yell loud enough
0: to so that the enemy hears you you know yelling fire in the hole that could be a that could be a problem I would say
1: now I was a uh, Told Cliff in a voice yeah. message by uh, Jerry that my short arms would be a detriment, but I think that it would be, I think that it would be an advantage for me because
0: oh, you would, huh? Well, they're
1: so short, Cliff. The opponent couldn't yeah. really see me throwing anything. They wouldn't well, even right. see any he movement could, there.
0: It was suddenly, suddenly there's a grenade in their midst, and they had no idea how it got there.
1: As long as I shut up and don't say fire in the <laughs> hole before I throw the thing.
0: Weed French fashion designer Louis Vuitton is known for high and very expensive fashion and for sometimes producing clothing or other products meant to pay tribute or to raise awareness to some effort. Like, say, a recent sweater that was intended to promote diversity and honor the country of Jamaica. Said sweater was intended to have stripes with the colors of the Jamaican flag and, of course, a large Louis Vuitton logo. And the price at retail expected to be $1,340 U.S. As you might expect, there was one problem. The company made the sweater they called Jamaican Stripe, With the colors of the flag of Ethiopia. (laughs) Green, yellow, and red when they should have been green,
1: yellow, and black. If only there was some way, Cliff, they could have found out what the actual colors were (laughs) on the Jamaican flag.
2: Agreed. Yes.
1: (laughs) Are you practicing for us, Cliff? Yeah. All right. Have you got the song selected, or you needed some more time? No, could you hear me practicing? Oh yes, I could hear you practicing. <laughs> I turned the microphone on, and I went, "Whoa, whoa! We got a kazoo
0: in the room here." Well,
1: how Sorry. about how about I,
0: missed, I couldn't I couldn't hear the song you told me to be back by because I was practicing. Well, I'll tell you so, what. So yes, I'm ready to go.
1: I believe I am. Yes. Here we go to the phone line. Hello. Okay.
2: Hello. This is April Claridge.
1: Are you ready, April, for this?
2: (laughs) I'm going to do my best.
1: All right. Now, you know what you're playing for, right? Yes. Okay. Well, good luck to you, Cliff, whenever you're ready. Okay. So uh, today's selection is a
0: country song from 1968, which also went to number three on the pop chart. Imagine that. A crossover in the 1960s. But anyway, I'll do my best. Here we go
1: there that last one hurt me well april i don't
2: have a clue i don't either
1: (laughs) And I think he's got a cheat sheet going, because I hear music in the background, don't you? I, I was
0: playing along to the song that was, that was on uh, on the computer, yeah, so I could keep make sure I was
1: in key. I don't know what reason number this is, Cliff. I'm thinking probably number 72 reasons why okay. I don't want to live in Australia ever in my lifetime. <laughs> yeah. Now the residents in Sydney, Australia, are being asked by the government to kindly catch the deadly funnel web spiders that they find in their homes. Don't kill them. They want them alive, and they want you to turn them in to the government so they can get their spider milkers to milk the venom out of each one of these spiders. (laughs) Because these things are like uh, super, super venomous. Extremely, yes. Yeah. And they need the venom so they can make antidote to help everyone out. (laughs) I'm not so sure I would do that, Cliff. I'm just going to be honest with you. If there was a deadly spider in this area, like the Black Widow, yeah. and they said, you know, we want you to capture that and turn it into your local health agency, I'm, I'm going to have dead spiders in my house.
0: <laughs> I'll br- I'll bring it down, but it's going to be smashed to smithereens when it gets there. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
1: And think about the tiny little stool and bucket they have to use, Cliff, to milk a spider. I don't know how you can do that.
0: Yeah, I don't believe they I think they have other means. Oh, all
1: right. Never thought that on this program before, Cliff, that we needed five more minutes. Well it's (laughs) (laughs) you got a point there. (laughs) It's time now for take it to the bank and we're gonna travel to Alaska for this take it to the bank, Cliff. Okay. There is a law there and it's enforced. And that law says basically a person can't stay in a bar once they're drunk. Specifically, it states (laughs) any intoxicated person can't knowingly enter or stay any place that alcohol is being sold. The knowingly part, Cliff, is the downfall of that rule, I think, because most people who've had too much to drink generally don't know (laughs) that they've had too much to drink.
0: Oh, That's a good point.
1: Yeah. But they enforce that in Alaska, and you can take that to the bank. Cliff, was there anything said today? Phrases of the day start with number three.
0: There are parts of me chattering I didn't know could move. (laughs) (laughs) And if you think that's bad now, just wait till the weekend.
1: Oh, yeah. It's going to be worse. It's going to be worse.
0: Number two. You lost me at stool. (laughs) 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 Justin, time for breakfast. Oh, yes, always. Yeah, and the number one morning roadshow phrase for today, stop before you
1: kill us all. <laughs> I still want to throw that grenade, Cliff. No,
0: you don't. If I'm there just was a
1: place you. that you could go to throw, you know, stuff that explodes, that would be a business <laughs> right there.
0: What, you know, in, in general, for a private citizen to own things that explode, if you don't have the permit, you, it's illegal. So I'm, I would not get my hopes up about being able to throw a grenade.